Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Michael K Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. The Michael K Show. The only thing you're looking for, at least I'm looking for between now and the end of the season, is you got to beat New England. And I know that could damage your draft position. And it helps theirs. I know. You've got to beat New England, man. Come on. Is that not important at some point? I, I can't root against my team. I can't. I just physically can't. It's, I, I'm incapable of doing that. But I get to the end and I'm thinking, okay. Win-win. This you was, put yourself in a position to be yeah, a win-win. This was a, a good loss. We're miserable because 13 straight years missing the playoffs. Like At some point, this gets old. But that game in particular, I'm conflicted. You want to send Belichick off with a loss. Yeah. That feels good. All the pain he's infle- inflicted feels, on you. It feels great. The Michael K Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hour number three. Paddle Keith Ty Butler here on a Tuesday afternoon. You, you, you said it feels good inflicting pain on Bill Belichick. My question to you, how do you know? <laughs> it's been a while, right? How do you know? 2015? <sighs> That's a long time. But Can I just say this real quick? I got a lot of heat for this because I put it out on Twitter yesterday at Ty D. Butler. I don't think I need three NFL games on Christmas. I feel like I'm good. And I love football. You don't need three NFL games on Christmas. I don't need it. Okay. I, I, How many I, do you need? More I, or less? I, I'm good with just the NBA because here's the issue. So you don't need NFL. I, I, I'm good with it. The problem is, and look, it's Monday night. So if you want to give me Ravens, Niners, I'm not going to complain about that. It's just a, it's a Monday night game. But there's just too much happening. I've got the two kids. The wife is upset. She's annoyed because Christmas Eve. Uh, so now that we go back to Saturday, we've got NFL action. Yeah. Christmas Eve, we've got NFL yeah. all day. And then yesterday, I'm consumed with five NBA games and three NFL games. Yeah. I'm, I, I think I'm good. At least with basketball, unless it's your team. Like I had the, the Lakers Celtics game, I, uh, you know, I was all over. But unle- unless it's your team, when you get five games like that, you can watch it in passing. You have it on in the background. It, if it gets close late and there's a sense of urgency, you can dial yourself into it. But the NFL doesn't work that way. You got to be locked in. Like even the Giants down 20 to 3, you see to start the second half, the Eagles fumble. All of a sudden, Saquon runs it in. It's a, it's a game again. I, I just I didn't need it. I don't think they could do it every year. I think they take advantage of the years where Christmas falls between like. Friday and Monday. They'll fi- I, I'm, I'm sure they are going to figure out a way to, to do it. How can you play NFL games on Tuesday? <sighs> or I, Wednesday? Tuesday. If Christmas is Tuesday or Wednesday, I don't, I don't see how you figure that out. You may, you may be able to get away with Tuesday. And then what, you go Tuesday and then the following Sunday? Or maybe have that team play Monday night? Because I, the buys I, are over at this point. Yeah, the but then have the, I guess have that team play the following or Monday night? Or I guess night? if you play it the following Sunday, it's the same thing as going from Sunday to Thursday the following week, like the Jets are doing this week. Yeah, right? So uh, they'll figure it out. I'm pretty sure they they look at you know this but being a success. Did they take into account 
your two children yeah, when they're making wife, this decision. I, I mean, it's important. Not to, <laughs> I know you're trying to make fun of me. It's not just about me. I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people out there with families yesterday. I've, I, I love it. I, I'm invested because football is awesome and, and you know it's my second favorite sport. But you know when the family gets involved, it, it creates a little bit of uh, some dissension in, uh, under the roof. It was a good day for the... There you go. It was a good day for the New York sports. Is that yeah. Ty or well, one that, of the two no, kids? No, that's Harvey who can't find a woman, so he's got nothing to, is that, to is that Is that in. one of the crying kids or is that Ty? All he you, has see, to... you see what Ty resorts to. Yeah, he's, of course it's Harvey. He can't relate. He hasn't had a girlfriend in, in 15 years. Like Who looks at Harvey and wants to get into a relationship with him? So I mean, He has nothing but I, I time on his hands. For the record, I don't look at Harvey and want to get into a relationship with him. That doesn't affect guys like Harvey. Well, I got Anthony Pusick. He's in a relationship. You're married with kids. You know, so it's. I still it found time to watch the basketball no, games found, and the football I, games. No, I watched. I watched all all the games. What I'm saying is, it creates controversy. Yeah, I, I don't want that friction. Friction, not not good, and not the friction you want. <laughs> not, not <laughs> good. Thing, it sends it the other way. Not good around the holidays. <laughs> uh, let's take some calls. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We're uh, we're touching on the Knicks and their big win yesterday over the Bucks. But anything on your mind? Uh, Spike's been waiting a while. Spike, uh, how you doing? First of all, Merry Christmas. It's wonderful to have this four basketball-centric hosts on the station, Alan, Larry, and you two guys. I'd be correct with that because uh, you and I talked about it last time, Pat. And, and Ty, it's cool, man. Listen, you're 30 years old. You're, you're broadcasting. you got your sports. I know how you feel. Your wife will understand. It's part of you. Know, Gordon Dame has the greatest line. Now, what'd you do today? Uh, well, show prep. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like it. <laughs> I like well, it. No, I, I, I stole it. So, so let, let me tell you what I saw. First of all, so I go to this Christmas Eve party. and You guys know I'm, I'm older than two of you put together, but I I know my hoops pretty good, I think. That's my sport, and, uh, and I have no other second sport. I used to love baseball. So I'm at a party, a Christmas Eve party, with about 30 people three blocks away. Long story, won't bore you. So I meet some guys from Villanova. They got out of Villanova when Howie Long was there, so I'm doing the math. They're mid-60s. And, uh, well, I, you know, I know who Howie Long is. I know the kids. I know their history. But I want to talk Raleigh Massimino and the uh, Ed Pinkney, you know, me, Harry. Presley, the McLean guys, and 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 uh, well, Chuck Everson, you know, they all had cups of coffee in the NBA. Were so they all I at the party? They were. They no, were all no, at the party. No, no okay. there were three Villanova guys there that I met. I got. I'm just party. messing with God's way. <laughs> no, okay. No, so they said to me, uh, "Well, I, we can't watch basketball anymore. We saw the championship with Raleigh, blah blah blah, and they won two, three more with Jay Wright or whatever." And I said, it's a factory there, man. A lot of Knicks are building over guys. When they get on that court, and you'll both appreciate it because you both know basketball like I do, the game speeds up when Dante's on the court with Hart. You know? uh, they could have not shooting games, but they, they, the pace is good. The Knicks beat them with pace. Mm-hmm. So my point was they don't like the three-point shot. I don't like it either, honestly, God, but that's why I like women's basketball. I, I like that too. And uh, see, I'll have a shoot-off, and I'll take Sabrina Ionescu over anybody except Curry. But, but here's what I saw. 
There's four teams that can win this year. The, the classic matchup size-wise is Denver and Milwaukee, obviously. Milwaukee might have won three out of three if they didn't have injuries. They're a little old, but they're long and they're big, and the Knicks changed the pace. He made the adjustment. It looks like Quentin Grimes, Patty, you'll understand because you, you're right at courtside or wherever you sit in the radio booth there, wherever you're doing. Uh, Quentin Grimes looks looks exhausted. He looks It's too much for him, so he's movable right now. But the Knicks are small. And, and I disagree with Becky Hammond because you brought out Isaiah and uh, Nate Archibald did pretty good with Boston. They got pretty close, and he's all a six foot. But the bottom line is only four teams. And I think Tyrone Lue behind Spolster is the second best coach in the league. If they could get them to buy into Kawhi, mm-hmm. who's playing at a top five rate. And last thing, boys, last thing. Finally, next week, LeBron's 39. I got to say this. I never thought at almost 78 years old. No one ever beat Father Time. I think he beat Father Time. I got to say it. I he dropped 40 on OKC last week, the seventh best defense in basketball. And you guys want to continue to tell me he's not the best player you've ever seen. Uh, but anyway, back to the Knicks. Wait, uh, because he dropped 40, on no, OKC, I'm, he's the best player no, I didn't we've ever seen? Because that. I'm it's trying to say if A, then B. It's year 21. It's incredibly impressive. It's incredibly impressive. It's incredibly impressive. Ten years ago, people thought, all right, we might be getting to the end of this. And he's still doing it at this age. It's unprecedented. Blocks. I mean, it's just amazing. You've never seen anyone, you could admit, admit, you've never seen anyone sustain excellence for this long. No, I agree. In this sport, absolutely. 100%. But his excellence, if we want to go down this path right now, his excellence was not the most excellent peak that anybody has ever reached in the sport. But I think longevity has to matter. It does matter. And by the way, you say it, it never. It just doesn't put un- him number unmatched. one. 2016, I mean, that's never been done before. Beating a 73-win team, coming back from 3-1 without home court. But that's a, look, I, I don't want to set us into a LeBron MJ thing. But uh, as far as the way he said about the Knicks, even Chenzo, like, we all first guessed this. This was a perfect Perfect signing. You know, for Tom Thibodeau, with this group, they needed some shooting. We saw in the playoffs last year is where they struggled. Um, he adds that 3 and D element to it. Brunson's been hitting threes at a career high rate. You know, Randall has been... I, I don't know why Nick fans just can't find themselves to at least enjoy watching Randall. He, he's an incredible basketball player. This is a fun group, man. This this is a fun group. They get after it defensively. Uh, on the perimeter, they still play well. They're, they're, they're going to miss Mitchell Robinson, but... Uh, you you watch them, man, and there aren't too many like compl- even when they lose, you, you don't have a ton of complaints because this team they're fun and, and they're very enjoyable to watch. Divincenzo had a really good year last year with Golden State. Have never watched him night in and night out, obviously like I am this year with the Knicks. And he won a championship with Milwaukee. He has been in and out of the lineup with some injuries. The Golden State thing, you wonder how much of that is a product of, yeah, just playing with anybody's going to get wide yeah. open looks if you're sharing the floor with Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. He's better than I thought. Yeah, But Spike made a good point. I got to give him credit for this, and I agree with it. The Knicks are small. They Even DiVincenzo. When he's, you know, you've now downsized from Quentin Grimes at 6'6 as your starting two guard. So now you have a starting backcourt of 6'2 Brunson, 6'4 DiVincenzo. You got rid of Obi Toppin. So your backup power forward is now 6'4 inch Josh Hart. There are nights when the Knicks, and they've played a lot against the 
the Celtics, who have Porzingis and have Al Horford and even Jason Tatum for yep. a wing player is really big. The Bucks are huge. Lopez, Brook Lopez, Giannis. Giannis, and Bobby Portis coming off the bench. I remember an early season game against the New Orleans Pelicans when Zion was playing and Jonas Valanciunas, and they have all these like big long wings like Dyson Daniels and Herb Jones. Even the, the Wolves with uh, Towns and Gobert, Jaden uh, McDaniels, McDaniels on the wing. Yeah. There are nights where the Knicks can look small, and that's kind of a detriment. And then on top of that, that's when they still had. Mitchell Robinson, who looks like he's out for the season. And then uh, your third, you know, you're playing with Taj Gibson, who's 38 years old um, as your backup center right now. So, yeah, that's that's an issue for the Knicks right now is their their lack of size across the board. And their lack of size was an issue coming into the season once you know the Toppin deal happened and you you parted with uh, him for second round picks, and that's been you know further illuminated by this injury. Uh, you know, another thing that gets lost with Mitchell Robinson. Like you don't really think offense with Mitch because he's clearly challenged on that end, but w- where he comes up huge is keeping possessions alive for a team that shoots the three ball well and is. Last I checked, they were top ten in offensive efficiency, second and third possessions. Like that's huge, and we saw it in the Cleveland series last year. Uh, Hartenstein has been able to fill in that role and you know still play to that to that degree. You just worry over the course of a long season playing the amount of minutes he is. Is that going to wear on him? But yeah, they're going to miss Mitch, and you expect them to to be in the market to get another big to to bring in here. Mitchell Robinson gives you five extra possessions a game. He leads the NBA with five offensive rebounds a game. Now, Hartenstein has upped his offensive rebounding production. So, figure he gives you two of those a game. You're, you're still, you've lost three additional possessions a game. A potential three pointer. Uh, three point. Well, Mitch has been great three point well. historically at getting those offensive rebounds and kicking them out to an open three point shooter. Yeah, so that, that's something that, that definitely needs to be addressed going forward, which you would imagine they will. Let's go to uh, Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, how you doing? Hey, good evening, guys, and shout out to the company. Definitely wanted to chime in on the basketball talk. You guys have been um, pretty much front and center on on the talks, as you um, um, Spike mentioned earlier. So the Nick, I'm glad that the Knicks got the win because they desperately needed to, you know, show that they can beat you know a top ranked team uh, against the Bucks because even though the first game was competitive, the last few games are. We pretty much got blitzed and didn't look good. And then, um, like um, other critics have mentioned, we're very small. We're very small on on the perimeter part. Part with DiVincenzo starting, but he does um, offer a better pace than Quinn Grimes did. Um, I just wanted to kick this out with you guys. Um, what about the possibility of them trading for uh, Dejounte Murray? Because I think he could be a perfect fit in in that two guard spot. Because he knocks down sharks. You won't sacrifice anything on defense, and he's six five, and he could pretty much, you know, be be um, pretty much fit in that fit in that role that you know could make make the depth a lot stronger. But what what would you say would be a good piece to try to part ways with? The piece that the Knicks need to add is a wing. Is a well, is a shot maker. Yeah, and Murray does a lot. He's fast. He, we talk about Divincenzo picking up the pace. That guy gets up and down the court. He's actually a good defender yeah. among the league leaders in steals. He's smallish, so that doesn't change one of your issues right now. And he's not a shot maker. He's not. And the Trey Young experiment didn't happen. J- Jalen Brunson, I think, at this point is better than Trey. So maybe there's a, a higher upside to, to, to this duo. I don't love it. I think 
if we're if we're in the business of you know getting to you know championship caliber, I think the next move has to be for a, a, a long athletic wing for the guy. That guy's not available. He's not available right now. So, but what be you've got to do you've got to do something to improve your team. Yeah, but I well, I don't think Dejounte Murray no, is the guy that I don't. I don't, I don't no. think it is either. And I think he's an excellent player. I, I just don't feel like that fit on this group. Or with this group, I should say, I don't think that does enough, you know, significantly to change your standing as opposed to you just being patient and waiting for something else to materialize. He's going to be available, I think. One of those Lakers two guys. have been linked to him. One of those two guys in Atlanta is going to be available here, Trey Young, because it's not working. Trey Young to Brooklyn would be fun. Uh, DeJounte Murray looks like the Lakers are interested as well, which doesn't make sense to me, too. Kawhi. Could be a free agent at the end of the year. I, I, I've kicked this around. I think he ends up staying in L.A., but that's the perfect fit for, for the Knicks. You yeah, can Kawhi, say Kawhi's the perfect fit yeah, for a can. lot of teams. But I, I just mean, like, as presently constructed, you watch them, you say, man, they're one wing away from just being a, a championship contender. Like, that's a that's an excellent fit to me. Let's go to Manny and Flushing. Manny, what's up? Hey, guys. Happy holidays. Same you too, Manny. Man. Hey guys, uh, listen. You, you you talk about Kawhi Leonard. The only reason the Knicks will get him is not just like I think they'll get him to sign to trade because you think because you better get get made, made rid of guys like a Barrett or quickly. No, he's get like, him. he can I mean, he, he can opt for free agency at the end of this year, so he can become okay. an unrestricted. Yeah, they didn't agent. sign him to an extension. Okay, you were talking about disappointment. I mean, not just the Hawks. How about those Phoenix Suns? I mean, they just lost big time against the Mavericks thanks to Lucas' 50 points. I mean, I mean, think about this. Kevin Durant, I mean, four years removed from leaving Stephen Curry, he has on two teams that have been disappointment. Brooklyn and now Phoenix. How about that? I mean, KD's having one of the all-time great age 35 seasons you'll ever see. Appreciate the call, Manny. Pat, I think their issue is... Ironically, the same issue they had in Brooklyn, where you can't get your three stars on the court consistently. Bill missed the first 19 games with the back injury. He comes back. Then against the Knicks, he sprains his ankle, and he hasn't been back since. So, uh, I think they'll figure it out in Phoenix. I don't know, man. I'm starting to get concerned just because like, it's Harden, Kyrie, and, and KD all over again, where... If they're not going to play, you can't just expect to, you know, playoff start. All right, time to time to shine. Like you need to get some chemistry together. These guys have never played together as as a big three, and they don't have, they don't have any depth. They punted on having a point guard. Booker's running their offense. And they don't have any rim protection. So I think they got a lot of flaws in uh, in Phoenix. Well, they'll never be even if they do ultimately all play together. They'll never be what the Nets' big three was at its peak, and its peak was very very short lived. It was eight regular season games. It was a first round playoff series where the they Celtics. wiped the floor with the Celtics, <laughs> yeah. and uh, that was it. And it was over. And, and that being said, they still and you know I was one of the biggest critics of that grouping. But if they beat the Bucks in that series, if Durant hits a three instead of a two and they win that game seven, they, they, win, the, they win the championship that year. Yeah, they win got, the NBA championship that year. Because they've got Atlanta in, in the conference finals, and then they'll play the Phoenix. Suns in the finals. And by so. then, Kyrie Irving would have been back from his sprained ankle. So, look, the Nets were obviously a disappointment, the Brooklyn Nets, as they came together. But it wasn't... It wasn't because of Durant. I mean, he was the last man standing. Durant always seems to be the last man standing. The biggest problem with Durant's career is timing. His timing has been awful. I don't mean his timing on the court. I just mean his timing and decision-making. He could have been 
And he's going to go down as one of the all-time greats, even if he steps away today and never yeah. plays again. But he could have been so much more. The timing as far as what, though? He leaves Stephen Curry to go play with Kyrie but Irving. So it's not about him leaving. It's who he chose to go play with is what you're saying, the, the, the criticism is. It's about both. No. See, I, it's like this is what annoys me. Like People have this revisionist history. Everyone, everyone told him he had to leave Golden State because those rings didn't count. So Nobody said le- the rings didn't count. Yep. The God. rings counted. Yeah. The rings counted. <laughs> the rings counted. He wanted to be the lead player were, on a championship team. There were team. a lot of people out there who said that those championships that he won with, with the Warriors did not count, not only because he had joined the team that beat him, but because they had won a championship without him. That was the biggest criticism of Kevin Durant. Furthermore, Draymond Green, in a game, said, we won without you, when he's arguing <laughs> with KD. So everyone told KD he had to leave. He then left, and then people, after they saw it didn't work out in, in, in Brooklyn, now went back and said, shouldn't have left Steph. See what you did? Like, come on, it, it's it's silly. It didn't work out. It has and maybe not worked the, out. The biggest and indictment, then he, and then he did the same thing with Brooklyn and choosing left Kyrie. Brooklyn. That that's the biggest indictment. I, I, like, I On the know. list of indictments, you could make the case that that's the biggest, but it's not the only indictment. Leaving Golden State because of what criticism from the outside from who? From Draymond Green, who we may we don't know if he's ever going to play in the NBA again because he can't control his emotions. I mean, who was telling him? Whose opinion Everyone was so? Everyone in the media said it, and so their opinions were so strong that one of the all-time greatest players yes, chose seen- his career path based on that. We've seen him argue then that's with his fault. on Twitter. Then that's his fault. No, that's his fault. But see, this is the problem with us in the media and why people get so upset. Like, we criticize guys for not winning enough or for not winning in the fashion that we say they should win. And then when they find, you know, edit themselves to, to, to go do that, we criticize them again. LeBron got crushed. Can't win a championship. Goes to Miami. Oh, why would you? Why would you go to Miami to win a championship? KD gets crushed. Can't win a championship. But Goes KD to never State. did what LeBron did in Cleveland. KD never came back and did the whole thing himself. Which he has to do when he. Well, he's he's running out of time. Yes, he, clearly he's he 35. left Golden State because he wanted to prove. I think he overestimated his power to be able to do that. And part of it is deciding to link up with the wrong guy in Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I don't think he overestimated his power. Well, he power. hasn't done it. It's... He thought he could do it. He thought it was easy. I've done it here with the Warriors for two straight years. I should be on the top of the billboard here, not Steph Curry. Sh- so I'm going to go be the top of the billboard somewhere else and win a championship, and he hasn't and done it. And as you just pointed out, if not for injuries, he would have done but that. But he didn't. So the, but, but it hasn't that, been done. But that's not overestimating your power. That's like in, in sports, with every champion, you need injury luck. And they didn't get it. Kyrie gets hurt. Harden had had the hamstring issues that year, and then years after uh, in 2022, right? Like Durant got hurt again. Like they, it was the same. Ben Simmons, they trade for him. He gets hurt. So, so I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm apologizing for Katie because he certainly, in my mind, could have done more to hold Kyrie accountable. Could have could have stayed in Brooklyn. Like there are a lot of things he could have done differently. I, I just reject this idea that. We're now going to criticize him for leaving the Warriors when literally everyone was telling him he had to do that or we were not going to take what he accomplished seriously. It seems like it doesn't take much much to push him out the door and look for his next location. He didn't like the criticism that you're referring to in Golden State. He left for Brooklyn. At the end of Brooklyn, look, they were 18-4 and four last year or 18-2 during a 20-game stretch. That was yeah. last season. And the injuries happened. They were so good together that... 
even months after they traded away all those guys, they were still the number six seed in the Eastern Conference with Mikel Bridges and a bunch of guys because of the 18 and two stretch that they went. But then he gets hurt. He gets hurt and Kyrie wants out. And then like clockwork, you could set a clock to it. You knew Kevin Durant was going to ask out at that moment. And he went to, again, another situation that hasn't panned out for him. It hasn't. And uh, there's a lot of pressure. So there's the timing. There's the timing, the decision making. That has been the biggest hindrance to his career and his legacy are those two things. Not his playing. He's a baller, man. He plays hard. He plays the right way. And this year, he's been available. He's, he has been available this year. <laughs> he's a he's he's an unbelievable player and offensive player. But he's not just an offensive player. But his legacy isn't going to be what it could have been because of those one. decisions. I think if he, if he wins uh, another championship, even if it happens in Phoenix. And once again, he gets the Finals MVP that I know sometimes you pre- pretend didn't happen. What What, uh, what do I say, pretend didn't happen? Uh, the Finals MVP. He got two of them. Yeah. When do I pretend that didn't happen? Which, which signifies I what? can name you every NBA Finals MVP since which 1981. What? He was the best player on a championship He was team. the best player on... In a championship series, that's what it signifies. He was the best player in a championship series. <laughs> it's very simple. I think it's the definition of NBA Finals MVP. He was the best player on those two teams. He but was absolutely the best player in those two series. On those two teams during those runs, because uh, you know, not happenstance, he gets hurt and all of a sudden they lose to the Raptors the next year. Go figure. But anyway, I, I they would have won I, if Clay didn't get hurt. Oh, uh, here we go. They would have won if Clay didn't get hurt. Yeah. I'm sure. Clay tears his ace. They were still going to win that game. The Raptors <laughs> were falling apart at the seams. If they lost that game oh, and it man. went to the next one, but Clay tore his ACL and it was too much for Steph, the leading man on all of those teams, I find it funny to bring them to the finish line. Was Clay Thompson there when they went down 3 1 in that series? Yes, he was. So this idea. Wait, that, which series? Uh, that series we're talking oh, against about. Against Toronto, yeah. yes. He, he was there yeah, when they went down. But then they won game five. And then, and then all of a sudden, he, they, they, then they would won have game won five. Had he not gotten hurt, even though he was they there. They won the they, game that Durant got hurt lost in. Three of the first four games. Game six was trending. Point, go, go, to game six was being, trending towards the Warriors. Point being, he has to win another championship to solidify his legacy. He's already a top 15 player of all time. But for people to really respect what he has accomplished in this illustrious career, I agree. He has to get that that other title. Well, I, for one, have all the faith in the world that he will make the right decision to make that happen. <laughs> Experience the all-new Genesis of White Plains, where our guests are everything. Take advantage of incredible holiday lease and finance offers on available 2023 models, including the all-electric GV60 SUV. With a full selection of gasoline and EV models in both sedan and SUV, it's easy to find just the right vehicle. And they have a full selection of excellent Genesis certified pre-owned vehicles. Visit GenesisOfWhitePlains.com or their 40-car climate-controlled modern showroom located in the heart of Westchester County at 300 Central Avenue. Genesis of White Plains, the newest member of the Pepe Auto Group, the name you've trusted since 1968. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It's 48 hours till Jets football. It's a weird week, right? Yeah, you get the... It's Tuesday. It feels like a Monday. They play on Thursday. You had Saturday games. Yeah. So it's football, football, football. And we're, uh, we're we're already into the next week. Usually, you know, we, we feel like we're recapping the week. It's the first show of the week, but we're two days away for the Jets in Cleveland on Thursday Night Football. It's also Tuesday, so that, of course, means Pat McAfee. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. But what, you know, the question I had before, you know, we, we'll play some of the clips is what, what was he going to talk about today? Because he said everything he had to say last week. I mean, he kind of closed they won the won a big game on Sunday. <laughs> he came, yeah, a big game. <laughs> that felt like a loss. He kind of, he set, he did everything he needed to do last Tuesday, which was set the course for the franchise next year in oh, terms man. of allowing the hierarchy to come back. What did you term it the other, before earlier in the uh, show? The Aaron Rodgers scholarship. The, yeah, I like that. I was going to call it like a Christmas bonus, but the Aaron <laughs> Rodgers scholarship is pretty good. That yeah, Robert well, Salah just turned another year. Because uh, 17 and 32, that, that earned you a right to come back for your fourth four. season. I mean, think about it. Think of all the coach. Frank Reich, back-to-back years, yeah, didn't fine. make the whole year. Um, Nathaniel Hackett, who we're familiar with him, yes. right? We're familiar with his work. Mm-hmm. Didn't make the full year. What was the guy's name in Arizona? Steve uh, Wilkes. Steve Wilkes. He got one year done, and then last year for the Niners did a good job with yeah. the um, Panthers. Didn't you know? So there's guys who don't even get a second year now. And, and, and Sal has gotten not one, not two, not three. He's gotten four years. You know what concerns me? So when last week he sp- he gave that vote, I know we're gonna we're gonna hear from him in a moment. When he gave that vote of confidence uh, in Sala and Douglas, I read that as more about Nathaniel Hackett I, because I think he has such a deep relationship, and we we all figure that you know they have to bring Hackett back just because you got to see a play what it looks like with those two guys. Last we saw them, they were winning MVPs. You want to see what it looks like when Rodgers is healthy. So like you can't bring back back Hackett if you fire the GM and the head coach. No, you're not going to give the worst offense, uh, the coordinator of the worst offense, a promotion to head coach. That that would be even for the Jets, unless Aaron Rodgers wanted it. But even for the Jets, that's a low. Here's the, the thing: this is one of the, an historically bad offense. That offensive coordinator who's overseeing an historically bad offense getting a promotion after a season like this—that's even that's something the Jets can't even do. 
Would you agree that if Aaron Rodgers isn't healthy to play the majority of next season, then anything we talk about next year is a moot point? As far as what? Like the Jets having any sort of success. Like oh, if, yeah, no. Right, it's... so it's not even worth discussing, right? So in that vein, um, Nathaniel Hackett is the least of their problems because if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, then they don't need him to do anything. He just needs to hang out, but isn't crack a... a couple of jokes on hard knocks. That's what he's there for. Isn't that Aaron Rodgers runs the offense. That's an important position on a team. Rodgers doesn't are... need an offense coordinator. Who was Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator when he won the Super Bowl in Denver? I get that. I get that. Is this this guy we had Adam Gase. Adam Gase, who who couldn't uh, <laughs> couldn't coach himself out of a paper bag. But isn't that a red flag that you're uh, you're an offensive coordinator and the only shred of evidence that you are successful is when Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback and you're not even calling the plays he is that's a red flag that's the deal that they've made the deal with this just feels like a sick joke alright so you mentioned the big win as you termed it huge win it's also termed that way on our screen so here's Aaron Rodgers on McAfee today on the big win feel good about it. Obviously, we had a big lead there, 27-7. They came back, and Greg hit an unbelievable 54-yarder to win. But a lot of great performances on Sunday. I want to highlight uh, Brees Hall. 95-plus yards receiving and rushing, and he's done it twice. And I saw a stat that said he's done it in like 22 games, and the other guys who've done it, it's been over 100 games. So big shout-out to Brees. He's a talented guy. And, you know, give him a little bit of crease. He's going to go the distance. But I'm proud of Trevor. Yeah, it was a good win for us. It's always more fun when you win. We've got a short week now. Cleveland on Thursday. A lot of good storylines there. Joe Flacco's starting a quarterback for them. And we can only play spoilers, so we'll try and do our best. Anything there? This better work out. Because I can see... What better work out? Aaron Rodgers? experiment. And I... Like, people who know me... They say I cape for Rodgers. I'm a, I'm an Aaron Rodgers apologist. It's because he's my favorite quarterback. I, I I do think that I have shown the ability to to be honest and assess what it is that I'm watching. And I can say that this experiment, like this is a, there's a chance this goes so poorly. I mean, we're talking about like, destruction. Imagine what people are going to be saying on this station, Jet fans, if the Ravens go out there and win the Super Bowl. Because think back to last offseason where Lamar was sitting there ready to be had. The, the Ravens told you there was a certain number they didn't want to give him as far as the contract. He was sitting there waiting on a, a non-exclusive uh, non, uh, non franchi- franchise tag, which means anyone can bid on him. And the Jets and many other teams, Falcons, Commanders, decided we're, all, we're, we're set. Thanks. And they went in the direction of Aaron Rodgers, who I think does, when he's at his best, has a higher ceiling. But so far, the early returns haven't been good. And if this thing doesn't work out, there, there are going to be a lot of people looking back to that decision not to go after Lamar uh, instead of going after Aaron. I think you want them to look back on that decision. I don't want them to. Well, nobody's really brought that up. I mean, I, it, I hear where you're coming from, but I haven't heard a lot of chatter about that. About this now? About the Lamar Jackson, the road not taken. Well, uh, someone tweeted at me during the show. All right. <laughs> at Tidy Brothers. Well, said, there you go. Uh, he said, you're damn right Lamar's the MVP, and your owner wanted uh, old man Logan. I guess that's a you know succession reference. Okay. But uh, he, he's a Jet fan, Buddha from the Bronx. I, I, I think that chorus is going to get louder. 
Um, if this guy goes on a resident, but hasn't that's also assuming yet. that look, you said that Baltimore had a number they didn't want to go above. That was also in the midst of negotiations, saying yeah. they had that number. We don't know for a fact that they wouldn't have matched the Jets' offer. No, we don't know that, but the Jets didn't pursue it. I still uh, fair that that's true. They but didn't I, I, I find it hard to believe that Baltimore wasn't going to to bring back Lamar I, Jackson. I agree with that, but the fan who will now be sitting on 14 years removed from their last playoff appearance, two years into this experiment that's not working with an older guy, watching Lamar maybe win another MVP and take his team on a Super Bowl run, is not going to be looking at it and saying, yeah, I didn't think Baltimore uh, was going to give him up. They would say, you should have pursued him. You should have at least given yourself a shot at getting that guy, and the fact that you didn't uh, is organizational malpractice. The other difference, I don't I don't think it was organizational malpractice in the moment and I know your feelings and you're going to say take it with a grain of salt because you're people will say you're a Rodgers apologist but I'm not and I thought that Aaron Rodgers was the right decision here I, I think he's better like for the next two years not knowing that the injury was going to happen I thought he was a better quarterback and a better fit than Lamar Jackson um, I also think that there's something to be said Aaron Rodgers was sitting there saying he, he wanted was, to come here yes. Lamar Jackson never said that but Lamar wanted to go where the money was going to be and you know the fact. Well, I think that, Lamar wanted to stay in Baltimore. It was yes. hopeful that the most money would be there. And you know he saw Watson get that ridiculous two hundred thirty million dollar guaranteed contract, and he felt like you know he was in a position where he could you know net that or or something close to that. But my my my, my whole point is just I'm with you because I I in real time and still now think going after Aaron was the right move. Like, I don't have regrets at all at this point. But we can't get, like, if next year he gets hurt again, then it's going to be hard to look back and say they didn't make a mistake. It's going to be difficult to to look people in the face who have been sworn by this team for their entire life, who thought that this was finally going to be the moment they got back to, to glory winning a championship. And you're still like this. You're still the sorry old Jets who can't get out their own way. It's it's tough it's tough to swallow. That'll be catastrophic. But you said that that if, if that happens again and he gets hurt next season, it's the whole thing will not be wins. It's a completely different conversation. Completely different conversation. Um, he was asked again how close he came to returning to play this season. You know, if we won against Miami, then the plan was to take 11 on 11 reps to the first team and then see how I responded. What I was saying was there's no guarantee I would have been cleared because I would have to respond the right way. And then Mr. Johnson, Joe Douglas, Salah, Dave, Neil Elitrash, Heather, everybody would have got together and said, yes, we feel comfortable allowing him to play along with no setbacks during the week of practice. But it's the what if game, which is hard to go down, but that would have been the week schedule. So I I think some of this stuff was a little bit kind of taken out of context when I said I just wanted to remind people it wasn't a guarantee we beat Miami always playing but that would have been the week schedule that we would have gone down was to try and get ready to play so because we got eliminated and that was my whole point yeah I'm not 100% but the willingness to play and being cleared to play wasn't dependent on 100% it was dependent on how I looked in practice how I responded and my ability to move in a small area and to do play under center which I've proven in practice that I can do that but the whole point was if you're not 100% and we're out of the playoffs, they're not going to clear you. That makes sense, but he's, as we can hear there... Walking back a little bit. But he's also hell-bent on just wanting the credit for being able to come back from this injury if need be. Because he 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 is trying to have it be established that he did something that's never been done, even though technically he hasn't. 
because people aren't going to give you credit for you know the quickest recovery time ever if you don't take the field. So that's why it's floating around in my head. Like, are they going to allow him to play one ser- a snap against New England in Foxborough? Which he can, right? A, a because he's pad. on he's on the fifty three man roster now, and there was a little bit of controversy surrounding that because he he was questioned if you're not going to play, why are you taking up somebody else's roster spot? Something that he also addressed earlier today on McAfee. The story is simple. We lost to the previous week, and I was, again, targeting the 24th to come back. So I assumed I was going to go on IR. I asked to be put on IR because, you know, there was a conversation, do you want to practice? And I said, not at the expense of somebody getting cut. I know how this works, and I didn't need to feel like I needed to practice to continue my rehab. I could do on-the-field stuff on the side. But obviously, I got overruled there. It is what it is. And, yeah, that was a you know, interesting situation. I called Nick right away. I just said, hey, I just hope you know this isn't coming from me. I asked him to put me on IR, but he actually said, hey, look, I'm vested. I'm getting my money. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. He would have got elevated this this last week if he'd been healthy, but he'll be back up this week, I'm sure. But, you know, it's just the same old thing. It's the same people with the same comments. I think what we should do, Pat, is the same people who are criticizing me or coming up with these conspiracies, you know, about my injury or whatever, before they talk, let's go back to 2021 and Let's make people say their vax status to start. That'll frame all these comments in the right window. It always comes back to that, doesn't it? I'm glad we got that in. Uh, by the way, um, I, the old man Logan is an X-Men reference. I, I was thinking about the show Succession. Another thing is, as um, we just heard in that cut, I, breaking news. Aaron Rodgers got overruled. Has superiors in the building? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers got overruled <laughs> by the Jeff <laughs> So this idea, this notion that he's running the organization, he's making all the decisions, uh, that's belied by the facts, my friend, because he wanted to go on IR and the Jet uh, front office head coach said no. You will be well, on the We don't know roster. who said it. We don't know who it was that overruled him. My, Somebody above him. My next question was going to be, did the person who overruled him also decide that Robert Sala and Joe Douglas are going to be back? <laughs> <laughs> because Rodgers made that decision too. <laughs> oh, but that uh, that's interesting that he, he I mean... I guess it comes down to whether or not you believe it. I, I'm going to choose to. Uh, you can call it ignorant. If, if that's true, and he wanted to go on the IR, like why would they? Why would they feel like it's more valuable for him to stay on the active roster, e- even though he says in the cut, it's not going to help him practicing. Like, to me, that just doesn't make much sense. I'll tell you what. Here's your homework assignment. If you could find the people or person that overruled him, you can ask that person that question <laughs> because that's where the answer comes from. The answer lies right there. Jack Daniels has always made great whiskey and they always will. One thing Jack can't make more of, moments. Those are on us to create. New York football fans, we only get one shot at this thing called life, so let's make sure we're making the most of every moment. Jack Daniels is giving you and your friends the chance to have the ultimate tailgate experience during the NFL playoffs with me, Peter Rosenberg. Visit jacksultimatetailgateexperience.com to enter. Jack Daniels, make it count. Jack Daniels and old number seven registered trademarks. Please drink responsibly.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. That's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. The Point God. You have made no good points, Peter. You're so right, Michael. I think you made some salient points. Yeah, because you're an ass. Like, people have this revisionist history. Everyone, everyone told him he had to leave Golden State because those rings didn't count. There were a lot of people out there who said that those championships that he won with with the Warriors did not count, not only because he had joined the team that beat him, but because they had won a championship without him. That was the biggest criticism of Kevin Durant. He then left, and then people, after they saw it didn't work out in, in, in Brooklyn, now went back and said, shouldn't have left Steph. See what you did? Like, come on, it, it's it's silly. It didn't work out. But oh. see, this is the problem with us in the media and why people get so upset. Like, we criticize guys for not winning enough or for not winning in the fashion that we say they should win. And then when they find, you know, edit themselves to, to, to go do that, we criticize them again. Wow. I earned that there. You sure did. You worked Day hard one. for that. I kept trying to interrupt Woo! apparently. Man, I, I appreciate that. Shout, shout out to Anthony and Harvey. So one, that's one fewer than um, Kevin Durant has championships. So you're, <laughs> you are halfway there. He just can't there. help himself. Let, let's get a let's get a couple of calls in here. We got uh, an Anthony Pusick led ENN. I'm excited for that. So am I. Coming up at the top of the hour, let's say hello to Artie in Brooklyn. Hey, Artie. Thank you for taking a call. What's going Merry on? Christmas, you guys have New Year. You too. Thanks. All right. So 
I'm, I'm at the jet game and the, the field goal goes through and I'm like just standing there. I, I didn't know how to feel. Happy that they won or sad because we lost the draft pick. Our defense got eaten up by Brissett. I mean, what the heck was I looking forward to? Was going to that game? I think it's almost like childhood was bringing my kids there. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be. You should never be sad that they lose. That they that they won the game. That they win. I'm sorry. You should never be sad that they won. You should never. It it felt like a loss. I can't get that out of my mind. You should never be sad that your team won. (laughs) It felt like a loss. See, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) I just feel like the whole team from the beginning of the year they're talking about 85 Bears defense and stuff like that. And then I watched the Raiders and what they did to Kansas City. And I said, we don't have that. We don't have that physical line. We have like, let me, let me ask you, I looked at the snaps. How many times on the field did we have three linebackers on the field against the commanders? How many? Four. Okay. You can't win football like that. But he, he, here's the thing, Artie. I'm just going to say this. The the least of this team's problems is their defense. Is their defense. And and if they had a functional offense, if they had an offense that wasn't literally the worst in football, then the defense would be able to play with leads. There wouldn't be so much pressure on them every single time they take the field. And that's been the biggest problem the last two years. The They're, defense gets gets picked apart for you know that remember that that Lions game last year where they gave up a fourth and two from midfield. Jarek off turns it into a touchdown. Yep. They got destroyed for that. The Lions ended up with like what twenty points in the game, and and prior to that they were putting up thirty on everyone. The defense is the least of their issues. Let me ask you this question. I said I wanted to do this earlier. Let's do it now, real quick. If and we saw, let, let's use Jacoby Brissett. We just saw him play. He's done this two weeks in a row, by the way, because last week in Los Angeles against the Rams, the Rams were way up. He comes in for Sam Howell. They almost win the game. Jacoby Brissett is your quarterback to replace Aaron Rodgers instead of Zach Wilson. All right. Cowboys, you lose 30-10. to That change? They win win the New England game. New England, you lose 15-10. You win that game with Jacoby Brissett? Yeah. Chiefs? Week four? That's hard because Wilson played well in that game. He played well, and... And it was a bad penalty in that game. But he also, Wilson played well, but Wilson also made the miscue. He took his eye off the snap. And they were also down 17-0. So So we'll we'll, we'll keep that as a loss. You lose 27-6 to the Chargers. The the score is not indicative of the game. Because you remember, it was close. Justin Herbert did not play well. They were fumbling all over the place. I think, like, it sounds crazy in a game saying that you lost by 21. If you had functional quarterback play, you win. But I do think they win that game. And the next week against the Raiders. Well, the Raiders, no question about it. They were up that entire game. And Zach throws the interception. That's where this season turned. You go to Buffalo, you lose 32-6. That stays. And here's the last one is the, the Falcons game. Oh, you win that game. It's thirteen. So let, let's even like look the Chargers. You're talking about swinging a twenty-one point loss. Let, but, let, let's let's let, okay. let's just keep it's that a loss. For, What's their record? Six and nine. Yeah. So switch those three games, man. They're nine and six. They're nine and six. That's how close they are. That's why the defense is not a problem. Yeah, thirteen to eight. Thirteen to eight. Fifteen <sighs> to ten. That Patriots game was ugly. Oh the fan God. was so mad. His teeth were falling out. And they almost got completed a Hail Mary to win that game. Randall Cobb almost caught That's it. That's right. That's right. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 